St. John's Nation, first of all, happy late Father's Day. On this podcast, Pastor Michael H. L. Robinson Sr. is going to bring the word that God has given him. This podcast is titled, His Father Saw Him, God Saw You. I hope you enjoy this podcast, and like always, be blessed. Our Father and our great God, we stand this morning, Lord God, just in awe of you and who you are and all of your creation, God. As we stand, O oh Lord God, we do tell you thank you for your mercies, God, for your grace, for your truth, O oh Lord God, for your delivering and your saving power, God. And we thank you, Lord God, for saving us and keeping us this day. God, even now we give you thanks, honor, and praise, O oh God, for you have allowed us to have a mind to come to your house of worship, O oh Lord God, that may cry out to you, God, that may hear your word, O oh Father God, that may receive, O oh Lord God, what you have to say to us this day, God. God, we do tell you thank you, Lord God. Father God, we're just so grateful for all that you have done for us, God. Some God have been knocking on the door of death, O oh Lord God, and you brought them back to give them another opportunity. Some cross over God, but you brought them back, O oh Lord God, and for that we do tell you thank you, Lord God. Father God, we lift our hands and our hearts this morning, God, we ask that you would just allow your spirit to move in this place today, God. We ask God as we come together on this Father's say, O oh Lord God, that we'll give you praise, God, for you know that you are our Father. You're the one that's keeping us and protecting us, God. And even today, God, we give you thanks, O oh Lord God, for all of the fathers, O oh Lord God, in this place and across the land, O oh Lord God, especially, God, those who are washed in your blood, God, and those who are not. We pray this day that you would draw them, God, out of darkness, God. Allow them, God, to be that shining example. Father God, realize it's okay to be a good mentor, Lord God, a good personal, Lord God, but it's nothing better than being a child of God and teaching your child how to be a child of God. Father God, even now we're asking, Lord, that you would just have your way in this service today, Lord God, from all of the AV, Lord God, from the Facebook, oh Lord God, from the Zoom, wherever we're broadcasting today, God, we pray that your word would go forth with power and conviction and save somebody, Lord God. Even now, God, we pray that you would touch our choir this morning, Lord God, anoint their voices afresh, that they can sing the song designing God, not until we're happy and we're satisfied and we're glad, God, but until heaven gets happy, Lord God, until heaven rejoices over their voices this morning. And God, allow your anointing power to touch this, your preacher, God, that he can proclaim your word today, God. Not my word, God, but the word that you have for your people, God. We tell you, thank you, Lord, and we say, Lord, have thine way this morning. We ask it in Jesus' name, and for his name's sake we do pray, amen. Amen. Bless the name of God this morning, church. Amen.
heard my cry and pity every groan long as I live Church, God is so good. Amen. God is absolutely better than y'all would ever believe. Amen. Amen. A few of you realize just how good God is. Amen. And some of you think you know how good God is, but you ain't even tasted of the joy of the Lord yet. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I hasten. To his throne. As they sing that song, I could do nothing but think back on, on Sister Whitney. Amen. She came up knowing the Lord. Amen. Amen. She knew who the Lord was. Amen. Because we knew where she came from. She came up in the churches like many of us. Yeah. And somehow along the way, she fell along the wayside. Yeah. Amen. But I think the latter part of her life was she was trying to get herself back on track. Amen. But I don't believe in my heart. Amen that she was totally lost, amen. And it's amazing that the Lord put that song out there this morning, amen. Because we're gonna talk this morning, amen, about somebody who um, fell away, amen, but they hastened back, amen, to their father, amen. Amen, somebody. Father God, we ask now to just lead us and guide us, God, and keep us, God, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, amen. Amen, if I can guide your attention over to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15, and we will begin reading 
at verse number 20. Luke chapter 15, beginning at verse 20. And it reads, And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Every now and then, it's okay to kiss your child, man. And his son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. Father God, speak now for your children. Listen in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We, I believe we've all heard this story and probably from multiple angles, but being that it's Father's Day and um, I think y'all know I struggle with themes, um, but the Lord put this, this one on my heart. Amen. Um, it had me thinking about the good father and the not so good father, because y'all know you got good ones and you have some that are not so good. And you have those who model that poem that Camille read, amen, and then some, they are 180 out, they're going in the other direction. You have fathers who love their children, and you have fathers who despise the fact that they have children. Amen. Some of you maybe have identified with some of the words that we say, amen, not that we're getting in anybody's business or affair. They are just doing the bidding of God. But every now and then you find one who really and truly love their child, no matter what they go through, they will always be there for their child. On the other hand, you find some who, as I said, I mean, they despise having a child. They, How did I do that? Well, you was playing so you know what happened. Amen, somebody. Um, but with that, they despise having one. And as a result, I mean, they try to deny their responsibilities. Amen. And what do you do for them, church? Amen. You pray for them. Amen. You keep it moving. But, 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 but the Lord left me in this place here looking at this father and this son. But we'll, we'll, we'll just talk about the son just a little bit because we want to talk about the father. Because that's where the love begins. Amen. And it rolls down. To the son. So this morning, my thought is his father saw him. His father saw him. And we'll highlight the scripture um, coming out of Luke 15 and 20, um, which just lets us know um, what the father did when he, he saw him. But I, I can only imagine his father sitting around day in and day out wondering what his son is doing but every now and then a good father you're going to do a little bit more than just wonder amen you're going to send somebody out to find out what they're doing amen um nowadays amen many folk are friends with their children on facebook just so they can see what they're doing y'all don't don't delete your parents amen leave them on there, amen but every now and then you find that they're there amen so they can not not that they can just be nosy and you kind of pounce on them but to make sure they steer me because as a father as a mother as a parent your job is never ever done 
Amen. I don't care, amen, how old you get, amen, you're still your father's child. Can I get a witness? Uh, I remember I went off to the military and I came back home, amen, thought I was a grown man. And I was saying some grown people words, deep. And I said them in front of my dad by mistake. He said, boy, what you said? Whoa. He said, I'm still your daddy. Amen. So I quickly backed down, Steph. You know what I mean. Amen. Because they'll let you know I brought you into this world. Amen. But, but, but here, this father, amen, he saw his son. So there's no doubt in my mind, amen, that this father, he sat there, he watched, he anticipated, amen, his son. He wanted to see, amen, what his son was doing, amen. When I say he anticipated, he was waiting to get his son um, back to him, amen. So there's no doubt he sat down on the porch and he looked out. And um, as I think about this particular scripture, my mind goes over to a time when someone was, I believe, amen, in my mind, amen, watching and anticipating not only his son coming back, but waiting for the son of God to come back, amen. As born-again believers, church, amen, we need to anticipate the Lord's return. Amen. I'm talking about the Son of God. Amen. For God the Father sent him first. Amen. To die for us. And then he's going to send him again to bring us back to him. Amen. But over in Mark chapter 5. Amen. We'll read a scripture. It goes like this here. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. This young man that we speak about in this scripture. Amen. He was one that had some unclean spirits. And amen. Don't know how he got to that place. Amen. But that's why you have to be careful where you go and careful in what you do. Amen. may pick up some things that you just don't know how to get rid of. Amen. But with it, amen, this young man, amen, as he had these unclean spirits, he had sat around, amen, in the tombs and in the cave, cutting himself, amen. But it had him shackled up, amen. And every now and then, children, amen, every now and then we find that we become shackled and we be on lockdown, amen, because of the place we are and the things we've been going through every now and then we stop being who we were taught and trained to be and we become a whole different person because we're in an environment that's not like the place where our mamas and daddies told us where to go and where to be amen but this man amen he was chained up amen but the bible said when he saw jesus afar off Notice, amen, in the script, amen, the father who we're talking about, amen, he saw his son afar off, amen. He had been watching and waiting for his son to return, amen. There's no doubt in my mind, amen, this young man that we speak about now who is, amen, a lunatic, who is crazy, who is out of his mind, who is possessed, there's no doubt in my mind that he had some training and upbringing, amen, of the Lord. But somewhere along, kind of like the prodigal, he got beside himself and he went out into the world and he became something that he didn't realize he was going to become. But there's something about, don't ever forget this, amen, children. And when I say children, I ain't just talking about little babies. I'm talking about all of us, amen, because we're all the children of God, amen. But never forget, amen, I don't care where you are or what you do, amen. If you have the right upbringing, amen, you've got the Lord, amen, planted down in your heart, amen. He is always going to be right there with you, amen. There's no doubt in my mind, amen, those that have fallen by the wayside of life, those who have gotten back up again, amen, there's something about the Lord, amen, where he can see you afar off, amen, and he has that spirit of God that becomes quickened and has a desire, amen, to hasten to the throne of God, amen, amen, somebody, but this, um, this lunatic man, amen, he was there, amen, when the boat came in, he saw Jesus, and he came and he met him, and notice what this man did, he had lost his mind, people thought he was crazy, but it was the spirit that he had down on the inside that had taken control over his body. 
but he still had the spirit of God within him, I believe. Amen. But with that, amen, the spirit of God is more powerful than anything in this world. But as your man, when he saw the Lord coming afar, amen, he bowed down and he worshiped him, amen, with all that he had. And as a result of his worship, amen, as a result of his desiring not to be the way it was, amen, Jesus cast out those unclean spirits. What he's saying, brother, preach, amen. Don't ever get to the place, amen, where you believe you're so far out there, amen, that you can't be saved. Don't ever get to the place, amen, where you think your child is so far gone that they cannot be saved and you give up on them, amen. This man, amen, the father of the prodigal, he watched and he anticipated his son. What do you mean? He watched, amen, waiting for the day when God would bring his son back home. He waited for the day when God would bring his son to himself. And the Bible says, amen, that the prodigal, amen, he came to himself. And when he came to himself, he came back to his father. Notice, amen, the father didn't do like a lot of y'all who rip and run in the street trying to find out what your child is doing, amen. You're pulling your hair out, amen. You're losing everything you got, chasing behind your children, and you cannot make grown folk do nothing. But this man, he loved his son, but he watched. He prayed, and he anticipated that God would hear his prayer, and God would bring his son back. And I may firm believe him that God changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So if your child, if your child is afar off, if your child is in a far country, if your child has forsaken God, don't give up on your child. But he watched and he anticipated not his son's next move, not his son's next snort, not his son's next baby, not his son's next call home, but he anticipate that his son would come back. Church, when you send them timbers up, you've got to, amen, have an expected end to the way things are going to be. You've got to call those things that are as if they weren't, amen, and those things that are not as if they were. My son is doing bad, but God, I'm trusting you're going to turn them around. And God, I want to see, I want to taste your goodness in the land of a living, amen. I don't want to press my head on a dying pillow and then somehow my son gets saved later. I want to see him get saved now. See, some of y'all been out there, amen, and your mama's prayed, your daddy's prayed, they love you, they watched, they waited, they anticipated you come and you came back. You may not have laid everything down, but you came back to your house just the way you was. This young man that we read about in our scripture today, man, the Bible said that he went to a far country. You know, just bear with me for a minute. He went to a far country. But oftentimes, Mark, when we think about a far country, man, we think about another continent. We think about Africa, amen. We think about, amen, in some other hemisphere, amen. But a far country is just a place that's out of your presence. That's all that it is. In the natural, amen, he is no longer around you, and he has found, amen, a way to get away from you. Why? Ooh, goodness, y'all know I'm right about it. Because you told them what thus saith the Lord, amen. They say, but mama, you messed up, so I need to mess up too. 
The devil is a liar and the truth is not in him, amen. God allowed me to mess up, amen. I can tell you the right way to go. Forsake not your father's instruction. Forsake not your mother's law, amen. Do what they tell you to do. But he went to a far country, amen. That far country was just a place away from his father. See, God told Abraham, Sheila, to get out of his father's house to leave the land of his nativity, to get away from it, amen. But God didn't tell this young man this. You hear the difference, amen. Children, when God orders your step, when God directs your path, amen, God has a place planned and prepared for you, amen. But this young man said, Father, give me my portion. See, here's the problem. When you demand, amen, of someone what belongs to you, and yet rightness what belongs to him, but know that his daddy gave it to him. Now, now, now contrast that with some of us. When our children say, hey, I'm ready to go, give me mine. Then all of a sudden, y'all get into that mode. I ain't going to tell you what mode it is. Y'all get in that mode. Wait a minute. You ain't bringing, I bought them clothes. You ain't taking nothing out of here. So you send them out the door, amen, out the pan into the fire for them to go out there and figure out how they're going to get some stuff. And you wonder why they went from bad to worse. And then they come knocking on the door and say, Mom, I'm hungry. Boy, where have you been laying your head? What have you been doing with you? Go out there and let them feed you. That's not the way of the Lord. The God, God says, amen, which one of you, amen, if your child asks for a piece of bread, you give him a serpent. But every single day, amen, that's what we're doing, amen, when we deal with our children contrary to what the Lord says. But this is he watch. And he anticipated his, his son coming back from a far country. That far country, that place out of your presence. But here's the problem, church. When you find them going into that far country, sometimes they're in your house and in a far country. It is out of your presence, amen, out of your sight. And slowly when they get out of your presence, out of your sight, and out of your teaching, from under the hands of your prayers, like, all of a sudden they start falling away from the Lord. See, the Bible tells us, church, amen, that the day's going to come, there's going to be a great falling away. And I'm under the belief that we're there, are almost there, because there's a huge fall away from the church. The young folk, I mean, even the older folk, I mean, everybody's falling away. But they do it with excuse. But this young man, this father, he anticipated his son coming back, even though his son had fallen away. Everything he had told him, he went contrary to. Can I get a witness? Anybody been down that road? Anybody a child been down that road? And if you've been down that road, see, if you've been down the road, amen, you can tell your child, amen, how God picked you up. He turned you around, amen, because your mama had an expected end for you. She anticipated, your father anticipated you coming back, and you came back. Am I right about somebody? So this, this father, he, he watched for his son, and he saw his son afar of coming back from this far country. But notice, when we, 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 we see this son coming back, y'all know the story, amen. You see how the son come back, amen, just the way he was. The Bible said he had been feeding some swine. That's how he got by. Maybe they let him eat a little bit of leftovers, amen, but he was feeding swine, amen. And then y'all grew up around the farm, on the farm, or back in the day when y'all took your scraps and put outside for the flock man can come out and get it to feed the hogs, amen. You go out there and you play with pigs, you're going to smell like pigs. You're going to look like pigs, amen. In other words, amen, as you go out and get into the world, you're going to find you start looking just the way, the place you are. You taught them how to bathe every day. You taught them to keep their room clean. You taught them to keep their nails groomed. All of a sudden, you see your child 
But a father, he knows his son. A father knows his child. Other folk may not know him. They, they may not know who your child is when they see him. They may recognize there's something in the eyes, but they don't know who it is because the child looks like the place they are. First Samuel 16 and 7. Be virgin. For the Lord says, not as man says. For man looketh on outward appearance, but the Lord look on the heart. See, this time here we see where Samuel was going down, amen, to Jesse's house to find another king of Israel. He was going down there to beckon him God. And Samuel went down like many of us. Amen. When we're doing God's work, he went down looking for what he thought people wanted. He went down there looking for what he thought God would like, what looked good to his eyes. Stop looking, church, with these eyes and start allowing the spirit of God, amen, to move inside and show you what is right. So Samuel picked one out and God said, no, 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 that's not him. And then God speaks to Samuel. And every now and then, church, if you belong to God, Samuel was a man of God. Samuel, I mean, had a godly upbringing, but every now and then you'll find out, I mean, even though Samuel didn't fall by the wayside, every now and then when you fall down by the wayside, you think that you can't talk to God. You think that God don't want to hear from you. You think that you can't hear God when he speaks, but when God speaks, I mean, he speaks loudly, amen. Amen. It may not be deaf, earth shattering. It may not be ear deafening, but it's loud enough where it will be heard in your heart. So God tells them, Said, man, look on the outward appearance, but the Lord look on the heart. To hear something about a good father, amen. He knows his child. I know, amen, though that don't look like my child. He's not acting like my child, but I know that's my child because I know who my child is. Make it plain, brother preacher. We take a look, amen, in our lives of where we come from, amen. And we did some things that we should not have done, amen. And maybe, amen, when your relative didn't recognize you. You ever see somebody strung out on drugs? Remember back when crack cocaine was a thing? And see, back then when folks smoked crack, they dried up. They looked like, we call them rock stars back in the day. Ain't because they play no guitar. But they were like small. So, you, hey, something going on. Either you got that package or you own that stuff. One or the other. And nowadays, science got it where you can smoke the crack, you can have the package, amen, and you fat and plump. Amen, somebody. Y'all know right about it. But with it, amen, you can see them and not recognize them. Anybody, how many of y'all saved in here? You ever go back, amen, don't tell me who it is. You ever go back and you see some folk you went to high school with and you just don't know who they are? And they call your name and you're like, how you doing? You don't know me. I'm trying to know who you are, child. I, I, you look familiar. See, that's what happened, amen, when they started hanging around other places. You don't know them, but their mama and their daddy would drive by in the car and see them laying on the street. They asked my child right there. This man, he saw his child coming from afar off because he knew who he was. He knew how he walked. He knew that at some point, God would answer his prayer and his child would come back. When you see, and I preface this, this is no prophecy, I'm just speaking truth. When you see your child in a state of mind that's not 
of God when it's not the way you trained them up. When you brought them up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, don't you drive by and don't you get embarrassed because your child and fail by the waste out of life. Because the Bible says time and chance is given to us all. And some of us, it's just the grace of God that he kept us and we're not where they are. And for those who say, my child would never do that, don't you say what your child won't do. Some of us know him, and our mama said, my child would never do it, and we did it. But he knows his child, so don't ride by your child. If your child is looking stupid and crazy and standing next to you, you introduce my boy, that's my girl, that's my child. That may be the very thing, make them stand up and pop tall and say, my daddy, my mama is proud of me. I need to make them proud. It's okay to tell them I love you, but what you're doing is wrong. You need to clean yourself up. You know better. So this father, when he saw his son, the word says to us that he ran. He kissed him. He had compassion own his child you know your child other folk will not love your child the way you love your child you may be the only one still smoking marijuana they doing that crazy stuff but that's your child remember the bible tells us that children are heritage of the lord their gift from the Lord, and we need to take it very, very seriously. So his father, he saw him, he had compassion. He ran, he fell on his neck and kissed him. And notice what happens. The son started talking about how bad he felt. He said, Father, I've sinned against heaven. And in that sight, I'm not even worthy to be your child. But notice what the daddy said to him. Can, can y'all see it? Can you see what the daddy said to him? The daddy said nothing at all. Why? Because they knew that was his son. How did the father respond? He did not open his mouth toward his son why just like God he knows our hearts God knows church when you're repentant God knows when you're sincere God knows when you're playing and every now and then you'll cry out to God and you don't hear God's voice that does not mean that God doesn't love you that God has turned his back on you God has said amen I know who you are I made you. And you know the right thing. That's why you came crying back to me. But notice what the father does. The father says to his servants, bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand. Shoes on his feet. But then the father says, bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, let us eat and be merry. So notice now, 
He did a few things that for us may have been good enough. He asked for a robe. He said, bring a robe and put it on him. And every now and then, amen, you look back at where you've been and what you've done, amen, you realize even in the very beginning of time, amen, as we know it, with Adam and Eve, when they sinned in the sight of God, when they did what God said don't do, and they tried to hide themselves from God, God cried out for them. He said, where are you, amen? What have you done? Not that he didn't know. God knows who we are. God knows what we've done. God knows where we've been, and he knows where you are right now. They got some leaves. They covered themselves up. But you can never cover yourself good enough, amen, to be redeemed, amen, from the sins that you did. So what did God do? God made him a robe out of skin. And God himself covered Adam and he covered Eve. I think the Bible is very deliberate, amen, when he said he covered Adam and Eve, amen. To let you know, amen, we've all got to stand before God for ourselves. Amen. Spouses, amen. You may be sanctified through your believing spouse, but you got to stand. You got to go to God for yourself. God made a robe and covered him. And here, God allowed the blood of Jesus to cover all of the sins that we've done. The Bible says here, he put a ring on his hand. I believe that ring, amen, identified him as his father's son. With you and I as believers in God, amen, God seals us, amen, according to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3. He seals us with the Holy Spirit of God until the day of redemption, amen. That means, amen, God has given you his spirit, and you're covered, amen, you're kept from all of the ways of this world. When the enemy comes down, amen, when he's revealed, and he starts handing out, amen, his number, his mark, and his image, and you got to take it. If you feel and you seal with the Spirit of God, you're going to reject that thing. But if you're not, church, if you're not covered by the blood, amen, if you're not filled with his Holy Spirit, if you're not sealed until the day of redemption, that means the day in which Christ comes back, you're going to fall for it. Even if you're deceived, and receiving that mark, amen, you're going to miss the mark for God. So he covers him, amen, with a robe, amen. He put a ring on him, amen. And then, amen, he put some shoes on his feet, amen. God says, amen, his word is a lamp unto our feet, amen. We've got to have our feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. we got to let folk know, amen, that I'm walking, amen, in the will of God. God is ordering my steps. That seemed to be good enough. Most of us would stop right there. Here's how some of y'all are. Y'all cheap. Y'all cheap folk. Y'all would get them and you know, amen, you got the money to do what needs to be done, but you'll start doing that. Oh, that's happening to my money. Now I got to stop. And you won't go all the way. And by the same time, some folk are just like that for God. They think they've gotten into heaven doors, but don't realize they're not there yet because they're still down here. And now, amen, they're halfway in with God. They tiptoe, they got their foot, amen, in the church house, but they don't have it on the road of God, amen. And therefore, when the Lord comes back, because you're half-stepping, you haven't went all the way. I think that songwriter, I think that songwriter who said 99 and a half won't do, that means that you can't be partially sold out to God. you got to be fully committed to God. So he, he covered him, put a ring on him. Then he put some shoes on him, so he was looking good. And they, 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 he bathed them up. I'm sure he cleaned them up. He made them smell good. He, he made them smell good. Y'all ever had them 
ain't going to say about y'all grandchildren. Y'all get mad at me. You know, you get some, someone just come, they stay the night at your house. And you got to give a bath. Y'all know what I'm talking about. See, so you ain't going to put no good clothes on them without giving them a bath. And then little stinky clothes that they sent over, you bag them up. <laughs> Y'all know I'm telling the truth. So you, so you give them some, amen, and then you just let them have it. That's what you just let them have. Just take it with them so they know how they need to be doing. See, here, amen, this man, there's no doubt in my holy mind, amen, that he took his son, amen, and he bathed him up. He cleaned him up, amen, and washed him up. See, at this time, amen, what they would do, amen, they would have baths. They would bathe him. Clean him up. They got him real clean. Then they put their robe on him, put their ring on him, put the shoes on him. And he probably felt, I'm good now. But his dad said, no, that's not good enough. I need you, servants. I ain't said nothing to my son yet because action speaks loud. Louder than words, amen. But I'm speaking to you, servant. I know you've done this, but what I need you to do now, that fatted lamb, that fatted calf, I need you to go get it and kill it. Wait a minute. Back at this time, amen, what they would do, they had these lamb, they'd fatten up, amen, and they just had them waiting for the right, you don't fatten them up overnight. It takes a long time. Got him fat and he's waiting. So now you have this big celebration that they're doing because his son was dead and now he's alive. God has brought him back from a far country. He brought him back home. Now it's time to celebrate. In other words, amen, the Bible lets us know, amen, that the angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner that gives his life to the Lord. That one son came back. Then he did all of this for him. Think about you and our church. This was us. We were the prodigal children, amen. We have fallen away from our father, amen, as the psalmist, amen. I did not want to hear my father's voice. I was a wandering sheep, amen. But here God looked down on us. He knew who we was. He knew where we were. And he just anticipated the day in which we would come and give our life back to him. But what he did, when we came back, the angels rejoiced. But he also allowed his son, that lamb without spot or blemish, to be slain for you and for me. But preacher, they had a feast. See, those of us who were born again, those of us who came back from that far country, those of us who God picked up out of the muck and marble, those of us who God saved, those of us who gave our life to Christ, God has prepared a feast. And one day, all of us were invited to sit down at that breakfast table and break bread with the Lord, the one who died for us. That's when the rejoicing is going to be. Church, those of you who have not given your life over, those of you who are still out there, ashamed at where you are, ashamed at what you've done. God's waiting for you. God wants you to come back home. There's no doubt this father, all of the time that it elapsed, all that he heard about his son, he still waited. And you think about this one. He probably heard of all of the sons that had did the same thing and didn't make it back home. But he kept his faith 
in God. How did he do it? I think Job can give us an example. Job said, amen, in Job chapter 1, amen, verse 4 and 5, that he got there, amen, and he would always cover his children. He sanctified them. Why did he do that, Marcia? Just in case they were in a far country, just in case they messed up. Job was a good man. But Job did not pretend that his children had it right. So what did they do? While daddy was praying, they were partying. While dad was bowing down to the Lord, they was turning up the juice. God is waiting for you and for me to totally commit our lives to the Lord. Some of you, God is just waiting for you to come and give your life to Christ. Notice now, and y'all don't mess it up. If you think you got it totally right, you better get real with God and stop playing. God wants us to be totally committed to him. And when we are, then we can taste the goodness of the Lord like this son did. The word tells us at the mouth of David that I want to see, I want to taste the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I don't know about you, but that's what I want. I want to see it here. Give me a taste of heaven while I'm down here, God. Let me see you manifest your power and deliver my child. Call your children out, church. Let them know, God, I know they're in a far country. I know they're in my house, but they act a fool sometimes. And some of us may be just like that. You're grown, you're 40, 50, 60, 70, but you're still acting like you're in a far country. God needs you to get right. This man, he watched and he anticipated his son coming back. This man, he knew who his son was. He knew where he was, but he knew who his son was. I know he's down there, amen. I know he's rolling dice, but that's my son. I know what he's doing. I'm going to keep praying for him. And when the son came back, this man responded the way God responded to us. That's how we should be as fathers, as mothers, as children of God. But the only way to get there is by being in Christ Jesus. The word tells us that if any man is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Finally, look at this young man. Use your holy imagination, just how dirty he was, how smelly he was. His mind had gotten messed up. His whole being was messed up. But when he came to the father, the father dressed him back up, made him look like new money. That's what God would do for us. Notice, if you will, some folk who have given their life to the Lord who've been out there. You see them years later, God has taken them years off of their face, off of their appearance. That's what God would do for you. So today, if you're here and you find yourself not connected with God, not in God's house, not at God's throne, not having your name written in the Lamb Book of Life, today we call out, we cry out, we ask you to just come and give your life to the Lord. As we stand, is there one today that need to receive Jesus Christ 
as Lord and Savior. This young man, he just came walking down the street. The street that you and I need to walk down is the street called straight, amen. And the door to get there is through Christ and that leads us to God. Is there one today for Christ? No matter where you are, as I said, if you're in that far country, meaning you're not in the ark, in the arms, in the safety of God, I need you to come today. Is there one for Christ today? Is there one? Is there one who needs Jesus Christ in your life? Amen. Is there one? Amen. God bless you and God keep you. Today, I ask that we all check our hearts. And if we are not at the place like this father was with his child, we need to pray. Amen. We really need to, to pray. So I want to ask that you come to the altar this morning. If you don't feel that you, stay where you are. But I want to ask that you come that we can't get to this place. And no matter how we see our child, we're going to lift him up. And we're going to pray for him. And we're going to do all we can for him. The altar's open. Amen. The altar's open this morning. I'm coming for myself and to pray. Amen. To you this day, God. We cry out, God, and we ask for your mercy. God, we realize, oh, Lord God, that we do have children that are wayward. Even those who, God, we think have it together, God, we are laying them on the altar just as Job did, Father God. And we're praying, oh, Lord God, you just cover them and sanctify them and keep them, oh, God. And even now, God, as parents, as mothers, as fathers, we pray, God, this morning that you would touch our hearts, that we can respond to our child and other children just as this father did just the way you did toward us, God. We do tell you, thank you, Lord God, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless your name, God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Church, continue to lift your children up, because as I was reading this and making preparations, the Lord made some things abundantly clear. Sometimes we know what our children is doing, and sometimes we don't know. And sometimes we get to the place where when we don't know, um, we kind of lift them up and we idolize them and you know we, we make like they got it all together and, and they don't, amen. It's not that they may be involved in any gross sin or neglect um, of the word, but there's something that they need to get right. Sin don't just start with a big dump truck of stuff it's that little Tonka truck, amen, just that little itty-bitty something, amen, amen. And once again, if you know your children or um, doing contrary to, please, please love them and keep them covered in prayer, amen, amen. amen.